0: hello there Vitamizers, and welcome back to the how do you health podcast i'm allison here in austin texas with slenderella and your co-hosts as always are baldo garza with tex-mex yogi and jonathan mendoza at nurse doza we've got a really exciting episode for you guys today with a practitioner who is local to austin but before i introduce her
1: The How Do You Health podcast is brought to you by Slenderella. Slenderella is a vitamin shot and IV blend that was designed to help your liver function optimally. It got its name when the creators started noticing that liver detox was causing many clients to lose weight. Now there is a whole line of different Slenderella blends that you can customize for your needs, as well as a supplement line to support all of your Slenderella goals. You can find distributors and more information at www.slenderellausa.com. This podcast is recorded at MSW Lounge. MSW Lounge is located in Westlake Hills in Austin, Texas. They provide a variety of services, including vitamin shots and IVs, the whole Slenderella family, concierge medicine, chiropractic, massage therapy, a vitamin drink bar, and tons of other local company offerings for ways to clean up your health and naturally stay that way for a long time. Find out more at www.mswlounge.com. This podcast is sponsored by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date on their events and programs. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20 minute workouts you can do anywhere. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms including this podcast. Find out more at www.flabstofitness.com.
0: So our guest today is named Lauren Coletti. She's also a nurse practitioner based in Austin with her own practice, so her and John geeked out quite a bit. It's pretty great. <laughs> I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. Uh, as always, I will link below to Lauren's website and where you can possibly find her on social media, and you can use the code WELCOME20 on the Slenderella website if you haven't yet purchased anything online from us. That will get you 20% off of anything you buy in the store, and we would love for you to try out what it's like to love your liver. Without further ado, here is Lauren Coletti on the How Do You Health podcast.
2: All right, welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. We're here today with Lauren Coletti, and uh, she's a nurse practitioner. And uh, you have a couple of practice, or you have a practice here. Mm-hmm. And you've been practicing in Asa in how long? Um, almost 10 years. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Sweet, sweet, sweet. So, and then, of course, we have Nurse Doza. We're going to get started here. And I'm Tex-Mex Yogi. Yeah,
3: we, uh, we did a short introduction. Lauren here. A nurse practitioner who started her own practice which is great um very knowledgeable about everything health and wellness she's getting an iv as we're speaking right now and the cool thing is uh, for the people watching you can see it for the people listening um she is uh can i say she's nursing right okay so we're very selective on the vitamins we give her and we were even talking about uh, the prenatals you were just taking, uh, you said you were taking. And the reason we were talking about it is because the dha that's in prenatals is usually higher for only prenatal vitamins. If you start taking a regular fish oil, the ratio switches back to EPA. Mm-hmm. And the way that I understand it is like the DHA is higher, it's what our brains really made of, like 75% of our brains made of DHA. And so when Kevin, our friend from How to Feed a Brain, uh, was actually doing the fish oil through his PEG tube when he was almost comatose in the hospital, he was doing higher DHA. It was, he was putting in like choline along with it as well which was cool And so the fish oil thing is very interesting because they give us a prenatal for developing brains you're doing that right now right
4: with phosphatidylcholine not anymore as much with so, so you while I w- oh yeah, while yeah I was pregnant.
3: Mm-hmm. Were you taking it separately or you taking it mm-hmm. really? yeah that's cool. so how much were you taking?
4: Oh, I was doing a body bio as a company I like. They make like a liquid phosphatidylcholine. And then I was taking two capsules. So I think it was probably a thousand grams or more.
3: What did you you notice as far as your cognition? Oh,
4: definitely helps with energy and feeling more sharp mentally. And I mean, I did it solely for benefits to my growing child. (laughs) But But I still take it now because I like it. And I mean, I use it in much higher doses to help. With bile and stimulating detox, yeah. too, because phosphatidylcholine in very high doses helps with liver. Yeah. Um, and so that's where we do with certain protocols, specifically when we're trying to bind out and stimulate bile and yeah. detox. Um, phosphatidylcholine is a great.
3: So you've done it for years. Like you've used it in your, in your practice. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Cool. That's cool. Um, so in your practice, because I know you're a family nurse practitioner like I am. Yeah. And you've been working at a family practice but it was very different. It was, it was a very unique
4: practice. Right? Yeah, it was a, uh, you know, we did family practice, but we added another layer, which just makes it more uh, challenging practicing wise, is that we did we integrative and then functional medicine. So really not only were we dealing with coughs, colds, physicals, but we layer in the functional medicine piece, which really looks at the whole person. We focus on the why, really getting to the root cause of issues. Um, and different modalities to assess patients so different types of testing stool testing blood testing urine uh, saliva so a stool so we do yeah (laughs) all that stuff um, to really get a good um, picture of what's going on with the patient now to help explain sort of symptoms and and really help them feel better
3: yeah, yeah. it's cool, because I'm, I'm pretty sure you kind of intended to practice like this from the start, right?
4: Yeah, I mean, I didn't know, you know, I got into it thinking medicine was a lot different than it was. So the reality was very um, disheartening and discouraging for me. I really didn't think I wanted to be in medicine. So I actually, during, um, you know, I was working... In the hospital and during that time I was really looking into naturopathy or maybe getting an, becoming an acupuncturist in addition because I just felt that the way the traditional uh, medical model was working was just not serving people and it wasn't rewarding to me as a practitioner um, and I could tell that it wasn't really helping people feel better and, and live, um, you know, vital, vibrant lives, you know, yeah. and that's where Looking into this integrative, holistic, functional medicine approach, um, people, f- you know, are more engaged in their care. So yeah. they want to be active players, they're excited about their health, and then you're also helping them um, give the tools so that they feel better. And so it's extremely rewarding from a practitioner standpoint because yeah. um, people feel better and they're they things that they thought and were told, Oh, you're gonna live with this for the rest of your life nothing's gonna change it you just take this med forever and you're doomed to then getting them off the med and making them feel better than they really ever thought they could and that's from a practitioner standpoint you just can't get any better than that
3: yeah and I I wanted to kind of backtrack so a family nurse practitioner For the people who don't know, I I think it's kind of common nowadays, but there's some people who still there's still confusion what it is. So a family nurse practitioner is a certified practitioner who specializes in family practice, which is you know pediatrics, geriatric, adult care. Uh, You see women's. You've seen a little bit of psych as well. You know, like anything. Like you walk into a family practice is what you see, and from a traditional nursing standpoint, it is a nurse that can prescribe. That's essentially if you want to dumb it down into like the most simplest terms. Nurse <laughs> practitioners, yeah. Yes, nurse practitioners are nurses who can prescribe, right? And so the difference throughout this country is in certain states, certain nurse practitioners have more autonomy within their practice to be able to practice more independently. And right. when I say independently, as in like you own your own practice, you mm. practice the way you want to, it's your menti- – I mean you're the doctor now in what would be like a, imagine like a small town – rural family practice you go in instead of seeing the doctor you go and you see the family nurse practitioner right for all your aches and pains and your ailments right right okay and so so you were a nurse for how long before you were a nurse practitioner
4: so i got into um you know i knew that i wanted to go straight to nurse practitioner so i was you know pre-med did all that i was planning to go to med school then um really decided that i knew I wanted to have a family at some point and just from my experience from childhood my dad's an academic a neuroscientist I was around all these physicians and just I just didn't it didn't seem like having a family and and work-life balance was possible and so um, from talking to people it seemed like nursing was the way to go but I knew I wanted to be at the level where I could manage care and prescribe so I learned about a nurse practitioner yeah and so I was um, I went to school in St. Louis, and then I lived in Wisconsin afterwards for a few years before going, planning to go to med school, but my parents had moved to Austin, and so I looked, UT had a program where I could get a nursing license without another bachelor's and then a master's, and so I did this alternate entry program, and so I was a nurse working for, um, you know, once I got my nursing license, I started working, so uh, before I you know, reapply to become a nurse practitioner, which is another advanced practice. I have too many degrees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I probably worked for three, three and a half years before I was able to, um, uh, you know, apply to become a nurse practitioner. Because in order to be an advanced practice nurse, specifically a nurse practitioner, you have to have at least two years of full time clinical experience. Yep. And so that's something that, um, you know, I think sets us a little bit apart um, from other. Uh, ad- advanced, you know, yeah. practitioners, um, and so I worked in ICU, cardiac surgery. So I did a lot of uh, like really acute care stuff, and it was pretty um, discouraging. I was pretty miserable. It, it's yeah. like I was miserable. It's crazy because talk uh, to my husband about it. I'm <laughs> sure. I I know <laughs> the exact <laughs> feeling. I know the exact feeling. Yeah. Well, we just had another interview with another nurse,
2: and that seems like a very common theme with uh, nurses, because I feel like. That outside in like I'm not a nurse right but I feel like there's a lot of knowledge that you guys have
4: that can't be applied in the traditional medical system is yeah it's well it's a holistic model so we are not you know in nursing and advanced practice nursing is very different as yep. a nurse we are we follow the orders of a doctor we don't you know we're not managing and thinking in that a- advanced way but we look The holistic is that you look at the whole person. So you look at that person in their environment where they're at. And so that's how you um, look. And then when you go in advanced practice, you basically learn the medical model. So you're really integrating this holism with the medical model, which is diagnose, treat, diagnose, treat algorithms. It's very um, scientific and specific and looking at testing and ordering. And so that's what you learn as an advanced practice, but your nursing knowledge, you never lose, right? Yep. You never lose the 12 hour shifts you had with that one patient and the family and figuring out how to explain what the doctor did when they came in for a minute and left. And, you know, and so it's a very, um, uh, it's a very learn so much about connecting and, um, helping people understand what they're, you know, what's going on. Um, and really trying to individualize it to that person who you don't know their their knowledge or where they come from their background and so it's it's an art really i think i'm so thankful i went that route because it fits my personality very well i'm super science nerdy like researcher that's i mean i was grew up on that from (laughs) like childhood because my dad's a scientist so um, I love that aspect of it, but that connection, the uniqueness that we do every day with every patient, um, is is really what's magic. I think. I mean, it's really cool.
3: Yeah, yeah, and I, I agree that it's a very unique way to look at health because yeah. the nursing is the backbone of healthcare. I mean, that's mm-hmm. if you look at this system here in America you're more likely to see a nurse than you are to see a doctor in any specialty of care, almost, right? Especially with medicine. Well, in primary care. In primary care, it's... Family medicine. Yeah, and you can go through stats, and it's interesting because in medicine, it's a territorial thing, right? It's a territorial uh, issue. Uh, Family nurse practitioners are basically being the front primary care providers for most people, insurances love to reimburse nurse practitioners because uh, statistics show and this is this is fact uh, better patient outcomes with family nurse practitioners than most family physicians nowadays and right. and insurance knows this. that's why they're reimbursing nurse practitioners who are billing insurance for their office visits and it's a recognized legitimate like primary care uh, it's it's the, the you're the first person direct care and so with that being said it's not trained as as a doctor, to think, and I think that's that's a very different approach in medicine because if you look at holistic care, a doctor is supposed to think holistically. The problem is, is that they don't. They've never been taught They'd it. They've never been taught that way. When they right. were taught in school, they were taught they have a cough, give them a diagnosis, and then you give them medicine to treat the cough because you know that's the symptom. Nursing is almost like, do you? figure out what caused the cough to begin with and start figuring out the root cause of it and then you kind of say well how do we prevent this from happening again right or if you look at it from that standpoint that's functional medicine I mean that's holistic care it's looking at the body as a whole and if a nurse is taking care of someone on a 12-hour shift they're taking care of their appetite they're taking care of their sleep they're taking care of their hydration when they go to the bathroom I mean it's when their patient's really sick encouraging them, you know, and helping them through the decisions of what do you want to do next, you know? Right. And I am thankful to be a nurse practitioner because it is a very different way of thinking. I'm sure y- you're thankful to be a nurse practitioner, right. not necessarily to be a the uh, provider in this traditional healthcare system we're at now, right? right. So that, that that's where the frustration comes in because you signed up to help people. Mm-hmm. That's what you've always wanted to do, like me. Right. You got into traditional healthcare and you realize I was trained to help people, but there's a lot of limitations, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Right? And that's where you were at, I think, with your practice. and right. now, now, And I now you're on your own.
4: Now, Yeah. Now I can do and uh, manage care how I want. Um, and, uh, you know, legally there is, for prescriptive authority, we do have to have a designated physician, um, which was not hard to find. In Texas. So no. In Texas. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, that's not the case every other state, though. No that's not the case and i think actually in about thirty states i think twenty six to twenty eight states i what think is, is what it yeah, is, something like 28. is it's uh... it's like full autonomy for nurse practitioners Maybe. to where they don't have to have that supervision right they don't exactly. have to have the oversight and and the truth is you're trained to diagnose treat you're you're trained right you're trained the same way as far as treating and you can prescribe the same medication mm-hmm. right
4: exactly yeah i mean it's it's it has a lot to do with you know lobbying and medical boards and things like that that are uh, you know inhibiting it but access to care is a huge issue texas especially and um, nurse practitioners have been shown to have just the same outcomes if not better in certain instances so it's just a matter of time but for now um, that is a little bit of a uh, it wasn't a limiting factor for me i knew i always wanted to um, do something on my own um, and it just became evident as I was longer in this field, as well as just after having more, more children <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that, uh, you know, I needed to kind of uh, be in control of my, my own destiny and what I wanted to do. And so I've just started doing that and yeah. it feels awesome. Yeah, Awesome. Hey,
1: Vitamizers. We are so thankful that you guys are listening to this podcast and enjoying it and responding to it. We love hearing your feedback. And to thank you for listening to the podcast. If you haven't ordered an item from the Slenderella store before, we have a discount for you. If you go to www.slenderellausa.com, that link is also below. If you go to that link uh, and use the code WELCOME20, all one word, Uh, at checkout, you will get 20% off your entire first order on our website. Again, thank you so much for listening to the How Do You Health podcast, sponsored by Slenderella. Please go to our website, slenderellausa.com. Use the code WELCOME20 at checkout, and you'll get 20% off of your entire order. Thanks so much, Vitamizers.
3: And And that's where you're at here. And we met a couple months ago, and we hit it off right away. You're very smart. You know your stuff. You, you've been trained very well in functional medicine, right? And I think that's your student. You're always going to be a student. You're Absolutely. always learning, a right? Student for life. I yeah. love it. Yeah. And so a lot of the stuff we talk about is, you know, hormones and neurotransmitters and sleep and, and gut health. You know, we always yes. th- we talk about that as well. So uh, your practice now if you were to say like what's majority of the clients that you think you're going to see or you have been seeing like well, what what's what's the some of the areas you like to to see and specialize in
4: um, well you know i'd say 90 95% of my patient population is women um, yeah. i really see women from all different walks of life but i would say if i were to sum it up probably like late 20s to mid 40s um a lot with i just you know something's just not right something's off or i've been told i've been diagnosed with hashimoto's and here i'm just supposed to take this pill forever but i don't feel any better on it and i actually feel worse and i've heard i've read online that you could like eliminate gluten and but i don't know i'm confused and it, you know so i do see a lot of autoimmune disease um lot of just fatigue a lot of hormone imbalance so really bad periods or endometriosis infertility, fertility um, and so we just work on sort of this you know holistic approach um, focusing on getting that good s- history of what's been going on throughout their life you know because it's really what's going on now is a as a result of, of past experiences yep. and so that's where you know women I just seem to get that. I think probably because I'm a Cause woman. Because you're a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but the hormone piece is so huge. But when we learn about, you know, hormones and adrenals and stress, I mean, y- the gut is always the first place I like to start with everyone because um, it's your gateway to absorption. It affects your mood, you know, gut-brain axis, all this. So um, the gut is where I always start. Um, and it continues to be... Um, Validated when I read the research. When I go to functional medicine conferences, I mean, I just was at the IFM uh, immune co- module. I'm finishing up my cert, um, and that's what every every gu- every practitioner was saying: start with the gut unless there's some glaringly obvious reason not to, and usually there isn't. And so, yep. gut health is huge, and um, there's always things we can do to optimize it. And so with women, especially, we tend to. You know, women women have gut problems and they don't really talk about them. And, so and I was, and was it's not just prebiotics
3: and probiotics. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it goes it goes more than that. And well,
4: that that because a lot of people
2: come and say that like I think I need to fix my gut. Should I be taking probiotics? Yeah. Because like there's
4: a lot of other questions. there's yeah. just yeah. really you need a a comprehensive stool analysis. So um you need to get a good look at all the good stuff, the bad stuff, how you're digesting, the breakdown, and so. Um, and most patients need some sort of herbal you know to kill off overgrowth or manage the biome and then you just sort of y- it's a systematic approach so you got to first remove and replace before you can start repairing and repopulating i love it that's that's very so simple so it's it's um and if you know what we end up doing is uh, reading online which online is amazing but that's where i think it's like o- information overload patients come in and they're just they have no idea. where They're overloaded with information, and so they can get information. Oh, I, I heard I take this herbal, but then we never follow through, and that's what I find a lot with yep. the gut. So yeah, yeah. so, yeah, that's a lot of what we do.
3: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I Let me ask you this. I mean, it's not an exact number, but 10 people come to your office. How many of those 10 people have gut issues?
4: Well, I would probably say 7 to 8 of them have no d- known gut issues, so they have constipation, diarrhea, bloating, irregular bowel movements, um, heartburn, indigestion, yep. you know, all those things are all yep. gut issues, you know, yep. just because you poop every day does not mean that you don't have gut issues, so, and if you don't poop, then you, <laughs> you <laughs> definitely—yeah, <have laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah yeah that's, <laughs> that's a whole other thing, or if you poop 10 times a day, there's a problem, yeah, 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 um, <laughs> no, but, but then there's, you know, they come in with autoimmune disease, yeah. oh, well, I, I don't have any bloating, I digest my food, I'm, I'm like, well, you have a gut issue, you know, and you look in their gut, and sometimes it's the people who don't have the obvious GI symptoms where their gut's even more of a mess. And so, why is that? Um, it's hard to know. It it could very well be that they've just had these symptoms forever. They didn't even know that it wasn't normal. And so, that's too. We're asking the right questions about symptoms, getting a good history, because if you've had if you had chronic ear infections as a kid, like you have a gut issue. Yep. If you were on birth control from. For the last 25 years, we were talking about that. Yep. Like birth control wrecks havoc on a lot of things. Yep. And so, um, so yeah, the gut is is a great place to start. And oftentimes hormonal issues and other things get improved. So it's really looking at those big picture things and, and um, trying to optimize those first and then see what's still there. Because, you know, some m- oftentimes it's not just the gut. Yeah, you know, we have yeah. to do other things but that's a place to start
3: yeah and it's, it's a key like you just said right now i, mean, I was nodding at baldo seven to eight people I've, I've said it too i think about 80 percent yeah and i and I, I, you have to circle back around to the idea of what you just said it's like there's different symptoms and it's the underlying issue is that you have a disrupted digestive tract mm-hmm. right and if you have a disrupted digestive tract you could have acid reflux constipation bloating after you eat a meal you nausea upset stomach right. you didn't even realize it it could be inflaming your Hashimoto's it could be hurting your low back pain it could be causing a uh, disruption of your brain um, you know like you think about Alzheimer's you think about diabetes right it's the same thing essentially right, right? right so we we're causing a lot of the issues with our health and you're right there's a lot of information to help with that the simplest way to look about it is saying, well, we're excited about the idea that people are wanting to get that help because they're frustrated, just like you are, when it comes to the healthcare system. And right. and you, as a practitioner, oh, decided yeah. I'm going to go off on my own, and I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it uh, a, a different mentality, the way I think healthcare should be in my eyes. Right? I did the same thing as well. Baldur's on a crusade, just like we all are, and we're trying to enable people to want to take back their health mm-hmm. and the is in the consumer. So when people come and see you as a patient they care about you know what they're putting in their body and they're saying hey i I want i want help can you give me an answer an option that makes sense and is actually going to get somewhere not just give me a band-aid right Right? i mean
4: they want to invest in their health you know i i love to see people who really generally don't have diagnoses or they feel pretty good that's unfortunately a, a small part of my people don't typically come when they feel good but you know making that investment getting that comprehensive workup you know that's people should be be realizing consumer-wise like I'm gonna put money into this I'm gonna invest in my health and uh, that's gonna improve all aspects of their life yeah I mean so
3: because why wouldn't you it's your only body right and we only have one of them and I can tell you you're a mother now I'm a father and our grandparents way of life and our parents way of life the quality of life is going to be changing just for us just like it was changing for them and before them if you live to eighty or ninety your quality of life is going to be very different than your parents right Right? and baldo wants to live and i say this almost every episode he wants to live to 120 and you nod and you don't crack a joke or smile or say anything because you're like yeah i mean I think it's possible, too. I know, like, you're you're thinking the same thing.
4: I mean, I think that, I don't know. To me, life is about quality, not quantity. I mean, I think, sure, you want both. But I think in our healthcare system, I'll never forget, I went to this hormone conference, like, beginning in my career. And this guy came up. It was a Rousier conference. And um, he's like, you know, our healthcare system, you peak at 30, and then it's just downhill from there like how depressing is that because i'm like well you know almost past that (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i'm like he said what we want to do is we want you to peak at 30 and then just flatline and then drop dead wouldn't that be what you live stay 30 feel awesome live your life and then just drop dead as opposed to you know where we're we're sitting at and looking at chronic disease we don't know how to deal with chronic disease we're horrible at it as a healthcare system um, we're great at acute care, but yep. that's a very small part of the part yep. of the the problem, right? Yep. And so we want to optimize your health, and then just one day something happened and you're
3: gone. I That's I how I want to. That's exactly what I want.
4: Because chronic disease is a very you know you might live quantity. What type of quantity? I want to live vitally. I want to be you know active and um, you know and to do that there's a lot of things that you need to do. Yep. To take care of yourself now, so that it can hopefully stay that way.
3: I I agree completely. So so, so, yeah. so what do you what do you do to take care of yourself now, excluding the idea that you're nursing at the same time?
4: Well, right now I uh, well I'm nursing, yeah. But it's just I just eat a lot. But <laughs> I uh, <laughs> you know for me nutrition is foundation. So yes, I wish I'm a mom of three. I wish I could work out more. Finding that time for movement is great, and I'm being an athlete competitive soccer player I love to work out and hit it hard but I can't do that and I have to take care of myself and so eating very cleanly up and prioritizing sleep those are the big things and then I definitely get movement in um, yoga running playing with the kids um, lifting weights things like that when I can as often as I can but those are the main uh, main things having connections spending time quality time with family and people I love but yeah. nutrition sleep if you don't sleep you're not going to lose the weight you want to lose you're not going to feel clear man I mean it's just the studies are there it's like sleep is so important so yep. um, when in doubt don't take that workout class go to bed <laughs> <Well> <laughs> you know said. it's like you can only and I think that we're trying to fit in all these things that we're supposed to be doing and you have to assess well what's going on right now should I really be working out five days a week? an hour orange theory class i most often tell my patients no They're like well i have f- you know i've gained all this weight and i want to like you know you have to figure we have to f- dial things back a little bit and actually less oftentimes gives you more of the results you want
3: yeah no i less it's is more sometimes right
4: t- yeah. we were just talking about that with, yeah. with work too yeah i mean yeah, no it's just like
2: you know, I've, I've burning for the last few right
4: uh, it's just constantly assessing what's going on in your life now and figuring out okay this is really you know as long as it doesn't compromise my nutrition or my sleep how can i fit it else in so
3: that's a different way of thinking now as you're getting older right like it's but imagine imagine now you have people who are starting to think like that even at an earlier age and yeah it's great you have people in their 20s now that you know not necessarily drinking they're more health conscious so they're already been more of a plant-based healthy diet you know they do cryo they do infrared sauna you know they do cold hot bats you know like kind of like that approach um they do yoga they they take their supplements right they get their vitamin IVs, and they're appreciative of things like gut health and and they're looking at hormones it's it's cool because i think the reason the tide's changing is because of people's individual Experiences with their health. All the practitioners that b- still become doctors and right. and practitioners have their own journey, right. right? And and the reason why we've gotten into it because we saw probably an issue with us that we needed help with, and mm-hmm. maybe yeah. said we need to help other people with this too, For right? Sure. That's that's why you get involved in health and wellness.
4: Yeah, I think you know, especially in this functional medicine space, I mean, everyone's got their health journey that sort of um, catapulted them even more into this space because they had a problem they figured out how to solve it and they're like I have to tell people that everyone should be doing this you know yeah. and um, and that's really you know that buy-in from the practitioner like I practice what I preach yep you know it makes you more credible yep as well as you understand what your patients going through I mean if you've done an elimination diet that's not easy yep and you can say I've done it too and that makes the patient feel better yeah, I know it's knowing I that you're there yeah. with them. Yeah, you may not have all the, um, you know, the as complicated of a health journey. I think too, people are younger in this because we're getting sicker younger. We're seeing disease show up way earlier, um, and so and there's all these cool little tech hack things that are really great to add in um, yeah. to help sleep. Yeah,
3: or simply listening to a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Night- oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got my podcast. Uh,
4: you know, yeah, list
3: of ones I love to. Yeah, so hopefully this joins it, right? Yes. because yes. you know, like, f- and it, it's it's interesting because people are listening, and they're, it's a part of the movement. People are getting educated. They're listening to something else. They're not necessarily watching TV for their health information anymore, right? Absolutely. So uh, you know, you c- there's reputable sources out there. Nurses are actually. The movement that are pushing a lot of the people to start thinking outside the box. I'm very proud to see nurse practitioners like yourself that are uh, advancing more of the knowledge into functional medicine. And I think there will be a big wave of nurse practitioners that start practicing the same way that we're practicing right now. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I know uh, we cut short of time because I know that you got kiddos to run home to and all that. So, (laughs) before uh, you go, tell everyone where they can find you.
4: Yeah. So, um, I am. My website is LaurenJColetti.com, and um, they can email me at info at Lauren J. Yeah, and
3: if you're a Texas resident.
4: Yeah, Texas res- resident, I have licensing in. I'm looking into some other states, but at this point, um, Texas is
3: my uh, my area. Yeah, so come and see her. She has a wealth of information, and yeah. uh, and who knows? Maybe I'll go uh, go work out together or do cold hot bath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The athlete generation. That's right. (laughs) That's cool. Thanks for coming on. All right. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.